Hi, Sister Moms. While we hope that you enjoy listening to the Four Moms podcast and find it helpful, it is not intended to replace a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. If you have questions about finding a mental health provider, please email us at fourmoms827 at gmail.com and we will send you a list of resources. We are Four Moms, a platform intended to uplift and empower those who listen so that they find their voice, seek healing, and recover their strength. It is our hope that in tuning into Four Moms, you find a community full of laughter, thought-provoking conversation, and you see a little bit of yourself in each one of us because we are four daughters, four women, and four moms here for you. Hi, Sister Moms. Welcome back. Come on in and join us. We're ready to get started. I hope you all brought your teacups or coffee mugs today as we dive into season two, episode two of our Four Moms podcast. Uh, we're going to get started with our question of the day um, in honor of it being uh, Women's History Month. Uh, we wanted to just hear um, from our audience, just wanted to hear from our moms, you know, what makes you a phenomenal woman? And I guess since I'm talking, I'll go first. Um, I just think that my perseverance through um, like adversity and um, different like situations makes me a phenomenal woman. Um, you know, I've, I'm a strong believer in, you know, you're not giving more than you can handle or bear. And um, I was really young when I was going through a lot of different things and I'm still very young actually, but I, um, I really was able to, <laughs> um, persevere through those and, you know, still get my bachelor's degree and go on and get my master's degree, find a good job, move out on my own, get a car and, and be a good mom. And I just think that um, just having a mindset that if it doesn't kill me, it only makes me stronger, just makes me a phenomenal woman. And a um, great song. <laughs> yes, but I can't sing, so. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> I'll go. What makes me a phenomenal woman? Um, I feel like I'm very self-aware of who I am. It took me a long time to get here, but um, as you grow up and get in different like girl groups with like work, home, your sisters, or even like you know family relatives and friends, you start to see like what you don't like, what you do like, and kind of incorporate you know who you want to be as you. Um, grow up and become your own phenomenal woman. Um, I tend to see that a lot of women in, our, in your 20s, you kind of mimic things you want to see. Um, you see a lot of flashy things on social media. You kind of want to be like them. And I've always been a person to stay in my lane and not go to other people's lanes and know that what I want in my life is what um, I should look forward to, not trying to be someone else or act like someone else or do what people think they should do, think I should do. So I felt like that um, helped me grow to woman I am today and not be pressured to become anything else. I love that. Um, I was going to say something similar, actually. I think just I don't know, something about in, in my 30s, at least, like you were saying, your 20s, you're a little different, you try to still kind of figure yourself out. Um, I think since I've hit 30 plus, um, that I am just more confident in myself and 
like you basically said the same thing, just more more aware. Um, and I feel like I'm just a consistent person. Like, like if you text me, I'm gonna say, hey boo, hey sis, whatever. I'm never gonna be funny style. Like I feel like consistency is key. And there's so many shaky people and inconsistent people in the world. I think like just being a consistent person in your per- in my personality, I think that that was that's what sets me apart in terms of being a phenomenal woman and mother and wife whatever like regardless if my husband's getting my nerves I'm still gonna fix you know I'm still gonna love on him still not gonna love on him but maybe you know fix my place (laughs) (laughs) my kids get they get on my nerves every day right but I still you know love them the same and still try to channel like my emotions and like direct it towards the right you know area and and really like a lot of self-awareness like a lot of like okay what's happening here like you know like um just self-reflection in the moment mm-hmm. that's something I'm trying to grow every day to do and to become you know just more self-aware about my own triggers and about like what's really deep-seated here that's setting me off you know just in general so I think that um every day I'm just trying to learn more and I'm open to learning and growing so that's also something else that you know sets me apart because I don't, I don't know a lot you know like I'm still growing every single day just when I think I know a lot I don't know anything so I'm mm-hmm. just excited about like what the future holds and you know how I can become even more phenomenal so that's me Johnny sorry Dr. Lane okay. um I guess I'm my answer is similar to um Alnisa's answer that um I think what makes me phenomenal is just the um the kind of keeping it moving and keep you know continuing to try at things and to kind of chase after my goals and things that I want for myself, even though I've had a lot of doors slammed in my face. I've had a lot of people tell me that's not for you. Um, that's too ambitious. That's too much to do. And all, you know, at, at once. Um, and when people doubt you, you know, that can be hurtful and that can, you know, um, really cause you know, some upset and self-doubt. But um, I go through like a, a moment of pain and then it's like channeled into energy like well I'm gonna show you and I'm gonna figure it out and um, for me due to faith and family and all kinds of things I've you know been blessed to be able to accomplish those things um, that I wanted to do and that people told me I couldn't so um, I think just the will to keep trying and keep going regardless of how many times you fall down and I have fallen <laughs> flat on my face and just you know had to kind of get back up um, but yeah, I think, I think that's, what's, what's my answer, but also the other piece would be, um, finding answers. And I think when things, when stuff hits the fan and things get really hectic, sometimes people can panic, be like, oh no, you know, like it's, it's you know, everything is a mess and, and feel kind of lost. But for some reason in those moments, I find calm and, and I start to look for the brighter side and also the way out because, I, I really firmly believe that, you know, um, things, you know, you're, you're only going to be in turmoil for a short amount of time that whatever the pain, whatever the hecticness you're in, it's not going to last forever. So I'm always thinking about, okay, this sucks, but what's the route out <laughs> and how do I start moving in that direction? Was there a moment in anyone's lives where they felt like, all right, I got this. Like, I know who I am. I know what I like. Cause I know when growing up, I kind of, was like, okay, like, I'm good. Like, I know who I am and I'm okay with who I am was when like, I was transitioning to, you know, single married, you know, becoming married and finally becoming a wife. Like, I felt like during the time I was like planning my wedding, it was so much people telling me what to do. And I was just like, 
you know, I have this, like, I know what I want for my wedding. And when it finally went off, I actually had a lot of people say like, you really stuck to your guns and I'm glad you did because your wedding was really nice. So that's when I felt like, you know, I came into my own. Does any other person have a moment like that? I would say that um, I'm in my quarter life crisis right now. Um, I just turned 26. (laughs) I just turned 26. And a lot of my um, recent conversations with a lot of friends, um, unfortunately, or fortunately, I am the youngest in um, most of my groups of friends. Um, So I'm always asking, like, how did you know that this is what you wanted to do? How did you know that this is what you like? Because I'm searching for those things for myself. Um, And I feel that sometimes I get close to it or get close to that kind of like nirvana type of sense. But um, other times I feel like I'm so far away from it. Um, And I I guess I'm just searching after like a sense of self that I look forward to waking up to every day, that I look forward to executing every day. And I haven't reached that yet. Um, So for me, it's like getting all the pieces aligned. I'm not sure if that's um, some or all of these, but like, career and you know religion and parenthood and self because I I said this to a friend recently I spent a lot of time being you know someone's daughter than someone's wife than someone's mother but I didn't go through like this self-discovery period of like well who is Almisa like who is this someone that you're adjusting to so I I'm still looking for that self-realization moment um I don't know how or when it's going to appear but I'm hoping it comes soon because this quarter life crisis is not it when it comes it feels good (laughs) And, and it may not be one moment it may be like a culmination of moments like several events or you know things that happen over the course of several months that really help you realize I think I found my spot you know like I've kind of carved off carved out this space for myself where I can stretch out and and I feel more like myself um and to answer your question earth I don't think it's for me it's not one moment I think the transition overall um into motherhood is what got me comfortable and who I am because um suddenly you know I had this role that was so much more important than being liked by a friend or a family member or being accepted by anyone I was somebody's mother you know I was Cairo's mom and it was so important for me to follow my gut and my my instincts and what I knew to be right for for myself and for my family and you know it 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 made it a lot easier to say no and to um and to again just do what feels right for me um, it makes us happy and safe and, and all that jazz. So that transition has been huge in helping me um, just become stronger and, and uh, more solid in, in who I am. Yeah, I can relate to that. I think um, with my second son, that's when like all hell broke loose for lack of better words. <laughs> just like <laughs> I was eight, I was going back to work after eight, um, what was it, eight weeks um, maternity and but I work remote but still and still work right so my husband had like just lost his job he basically like stopped going to church and was like I don't know my Muslim I don't know if my boot is I'm like what like so <laughs> so this was like all over the place and and some history there you know like Brian and I met in church right so like our foundation was church and singing at church like music that's what like brought us together and we were like the perfect little couple that was like the church couple, right? So then when that was stripped from me, <laughs> I didn't know who I was. He he was good. He was good in his spot. He's a PK, pastor kid. So he kind of like was good with like 
turning away from it and kind of just figuring out what works for him. And I was like, I don't know who I am anymore without, you know, him being by my side. So I had to like become a woman for Kalima, like not for Brian or not for my kids. You know, like I had to literally find my spot um, without, you know, religion, you know, without my partner, <laughs> without my kids. Like I had to find out who I was when I was like stripped down, just like me and God having like raw deep conversations. Like, yo, what's happening? Who am I? Like, I have to trust you for real. So I think like once my faith faith got tested like to that level and I stopped worrying about like these, not to keep bringing up religion, but like these religion religious strongholds or religious expectations that people had on me and boxed me in. Once I freed myself of that, I never been closer and had more faith and had more spirituality and had more freedom, you know, and liberty and like who I really am and like not fronting on who what people where people want me to be and what they see me as. So like once I did that, my life my life has been lit ever since. And that was 2017. <laughs> like I really just let go for real. And um I, I just love that part of like that liberty, like that part where you hit. And um, you just stop caring about what people think. Like, it's, it's almost like when a woman either cuts her hair, like lets herself go natural. It's just like, I'm the bomb. Oh, and I've been there. Struggle <laughs> <laughs> is real. But, you know, it's just like, I'm, I'm good in my spot, right? So I think that that's like just the, the best feeling. And I agree um, with Dr. Lamb. Like, it is a process and there's multiple aha moments. Like, oh, I don't have to care. Like, this is not high school. Even like, Forget high school, even social media, you know, makes you just feel intimidated. You know, we talked about this before, how you compare your life to something that's not even probably real behind the screen. You know, it's just a picture. It's just a quote. Might be broke, broke. (laughs) (laughs) No idea what's really going on behind that. So once you get to that point, you're able to like, you know, remove yourself and put yourself back into reality. I think it just, it just works. Yeah, it's sad that only women get painted with all these labels and have to like navigate and deal with it because <laughs> I don't think a man could ever 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 <laughs> because like women don't get a choice right like the mom doesn't get a choice <laughs> we're there like when when dad or whomever leaves like mom is there mom has to hold it down when dad is going through his postpartum or whatever he's going through his weird transitional phase of becoming a father like somebody talking about you know families um that part is even just like we have to still stand our ground like we still have to show up like we don't get time to just go take a poop for an hour. Like, we don't do that like we, we just can't there is no alone shower there is no alone time your mom all the time so um it is a lot yeah even when you try mm-hmm. yeah when yeah. you try everyone's like where's your kid i'm like i can't have a day without him i <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I shared this with you before, but it's one of my favorite things that I ever heard in therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, This therapist told me, you know, if there isn't a space where you feel safe and where you feel completely yourself, if that space doesn't exist anywhere in your life, you have to create it. So, you know, you have to create that space for yourself where you give yourself the freedom and room to be who you are and other people have to accept it or get going. You know, so that was that was one of my favorite things she said, because I kept talking about, you know, feeling like um, I couldn't fit in at home in my community and then feeling like I was uh, I was too rough around the edges and academic environments and just feeling like, you know, rejection everywhere that, you know, not not feeling like there's a place to fit in. And, And she said, 
that, that's because you're trying to fit, you know, something that doesn't fit for you, standards that other people have created for you. If you start to think about who you want to be and you show up as that person everywhere, you create the space, you know, it's like bringing your own chair to the table. I'm like literally trying to fight tears because I'm like, that's like the realest thing I've ever heard before. And like, I've always felt like I'm like, kind of like a circle peg trying to be like fit into like a triangle peg and like it just wasn't working out like um similarly like um I've been told that I'm not you know professional enough to do this or you know I'm too rough around the edges to do that and you know this is not going to cut it here or you know you don't you just don't fit in here even when I was like in my hood or my area I didn't necessarily fit in and it's just like all these things like I've constantly been trying to like get in where I fit in but now it's like why I should just like create my own mm-hmm. yeah so thank you for that um but while we're thinking about like you know these like special moments that kind of you know aha moments that helped us you know realize or will help us realize you know who we are as a person um what are some of the things that um you wish you would have learned about like being a woman or like just things that you wish you would have learned like in earlier in life um one thing I can go uh one thing I would say for me is that I wish I would have um learned earlier like the power of a woman um I grew up being taught that uh not just a woman but a a woman of color is at the bottom of the food chain right and um that's just not the case. Uh, a, a woman of color gave birth to Barack Obama, right? A woman of color gave birth to everyone that has ever made a difference in our world that's currently fighting for change, things like that. A woman of color um, or a woman in general um, has like an innate ability to juggle so many things at one time and still effortlessly look like she did everything and gave it its undivided attention every single day like we show up when we don't even want to show up when we don't have the energy to show up when we don't have the mental space to show up and we still get it done right uh we I just feel like I underestimated my position in this world from a very like early on start in in life and I'm just getting to the place now where I'm finding out that my voice does matter and that I can use it to make a change or I can use it to get the desired results that I want for me for my kids my future grandchildren and I just wish that I would have learned the power of being a woman because all glory to God he can move mountains but a woman can move some mohills too and I just I, I, I just think, you know, like certain things that we like praise on social media, like, oh, behind every successful man is a woman pushing him. It's more than pushing him, sis. It's, it's doing everything. <laughs> it's them pillow talks that's making him get up there and give that effectual speech. It's the okay? blueprint. <laughs> right? Like, I'm setting a whole plan out for him right now. Like, I am the voice. And because you won't listen to my voice, I have to use him right now, but it's me. And I, I just wish that I would have been more comfortable and confident in that earlier on so that I could have taken charge more and been more vocal about what I wanted, what I needed as a female, as a woman, as a student, as a employee. I, I wish I would have just been more honest with myself about the things that I am capable of because I spent a lot of time underestimating and doubting my own abilities. And I'm like, sis, no, you're the bomb.com like you are the table 
everyone's trying to come here to see you. And it, that little main mentality change would have, you know, shifted my whole self-confidence levels growing up. And, you know, the, even the things I would have went after, or even now when I'm thinking about, you know, if I should, you know, reapply for medical school or PhD programs, not thinking that I don't deserve it or that I'm not good enough or not smart enough. It's like, you literally have all the tools that you need to succeed as a woman, use them. And um, that, and then just another thing that I wish I would have learned earlier in life, girl, ain't nobody could tell you how to be happy. You supposed to be happy on your own and you supposed to let these men compliment your happiness. Right. And I know Will Smith had released um, like a video a while ago talking about like, I'm not supposed to make her happy. She's supposed to come to me happy. And like, at the time, I don't think I was in a mental space to like understand that. I just like swipe past it. But now I really think about it. I'm not supposed, he's not supposed to make me happy. I'm happy on my own. You either adding to that piece or you're getting out. And I would just wish I like understood that because I searched for happiness or the meaning of happiness and the wrong people and the wrong things and the wrong places. And it wasted so much of my time. There are some things that I regret that I didn't, that I could have avoided if I just knew that happiness was like created from within and not something that I can get from someone else. So that's, that's just my little things. I wish I would have learned earlier. I'm definitely teaching my little four-year-old to like live life on her own terms. Like you answer to no one besides me and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm definitely teaching her like to be happy on her own. Like when she finds little things or she likes little things and she says, I'm so happy. I'm like, great. Were you happy before you had it? Yes, mommy. I'm just extra happy now. Good. That's how you're supposed to be. You're happy on your own and other things complement it. So those are just little lessons I'm trying to make sure my daughter grows up knowing. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was going to say, for me, it's interesting because I feel like my mother really instilled exactly what you're talking about, Anissa, in, in me. Like she let me explore. I, I don't did everything, every instrument, every activity, exposed me to everything really young. Um, I didn't grow up with my biological father, but I did have my stepfather there who was phenomenal. And, you know, he treated me just like I was his child. He raised me from one years old, you know? <laughs> um, so that's my father. Um, but I still was looking for love, like in the wrong places. I still was like out here, you know, not knowing my worth. So if I had known my worth as like you were saying you know as a woman to even just let a dude approach me forget have sex like just let a dude approach me period like even come into my space like <laughs> you're not worthy to come into my space you know so just like knowing your worth like you said your power the power to pee the power of a lot of things right <laughs> so much that we have inside and we really do dictate what our path is when it comes to male relationships right so not just to harp on that, but I wish I had known the women's um, feet that I was sitting at, like their, their wisdom, like they're telling me these things for a reason and you need to take it in and apply it, right? My grandmother wasn't just telling me to stay out them clubs just to get on my nerves, you know, like she was really just imparting wisdom from experience. I was thinking about her the other day, like something as small as her telling me, like, you need to put a coat on, like you, mm -hmm. you, you, you need to put a coat on and some stockings. And now my knees hurt, right? So it's just like, <laughs> she was telling me this stuff, all the wisdom being passed down. And I had so many, you know, wise women in my life that I just didn't 
take it all in. And I know like teenagers and younger folks, like you're just not, you know, hearing really what they're saying, but like those hidden figures, those women that actually like paved the way, we didn't know that was holding it down in the household, all of that. Like I should have just been having my notebook out, taking notes. So like, I don't have a daughter, obviously, but I have two sons and I'm gonna tell them the same thing. Like, listen to when these women are speaking because they have a story right? They, they've dealt with some stuff that we wouldn't even imagine. Like, like we have no idea. We probably wouldn't even, we wouldn't think that we would accept or hang in there um, through, you know, marriages, children, losing kids, all these things that these women that we've set at their feet have been through, you know, it's like taking that in. And now like I take it in so much deeper because I'm just like, I'm just here to listen and take it in and not like, pretend I know everything or like I'm not coachable or like, you know, teachable still. So hope that made sense. It was kind of all over the place, but, but basically, you know, I, I, I just, it's like those two areas, um, knowing my worth and then like knowing those hidden figures that I've had the privilege to be around and the ones that will, you know, continue to come and just mentor and like pour wisdom in. I really want to just continue to apply that. And I wish I just learned it younger. I sense a theme here. <laughs> um, my answer is kind of falling in line with y'all's and, and I'll share why. Um, so mine is that I, I wish I would have learned earlier on that, um, that I'm more than enough. So kind of around, you know, value and self-worth. But I feel like um, in your earlier years, you waste so much time, you waste so much time um, worrying about, you know, um, am I skinny enough? Am I popular enough? Am I accepted by this group or by that group? And, you know, now I sit back and I look at those pictures of myself at 21 with that flat stomach. <laughs> I'm like, I was skinny. I was already skinny. <laughs> I already had it, but I couldn't see it. You know, I mean, so, I mean, we, we put all this pressure on ourselves where we're wasting so much time, time chasing some ideal, you know, wherever the ideal came from, we're chasing belonging and we're chasing some ideals and just wanting to be accepted by everyone when in reality, you're more than enough. And, it, and it's okay to not, um, to fit, to not fit in, air, in every situation. My dad is really, really good for giving you like um, dropping little, you know, um, nuggets at you and not really explaining. So I'll complain about like not being invited to an event. And he'll say, you know, you can't dance at every party. I'm like, what are you talking about? Here <laughs> <laughs> to explain, and, and he won't explain. But thinking about that later, I'm like, you're right. You're not. You're not going to be able to show up at every party and dance at every event. You know, every event isn't for you, right? Uh, so I think about that. And then when I was in my 20s, I couldn't see it. I was, you know, making some bad dating choices, not dating people who were kind of in, on the same path. And my dad said, you know, you're an investment. I was like, what do you mean? And like a stock? Like, <laughs> you know, what are we talking about? And I'm like, yeah, that that makes sense that I have worth and I can't see it. But these men who, you know, maybe weren't on the same path, they see it and they might dangle things in, in my face that appear, you know, um, appealing initially, but it's because they see the investment that that I was at that time. So I just think about all of that stuff and, and now have come to a place where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm more comfortable who I am and it's, and it's okay to not be considered, you know, in every situation or every event. And absolutely, if I can see my worth, whoever's around me needs to see it. And if they can't, that's, that's their loss, right? 
So um, I wish we could arrive at that earlier. And, and when I talk to women who are in their 30s, they, they have like the same feedback that, yeah, I just wish I, I would have been more confident in my 20s. I don't know if you need that time. I don't know if everyone needs that time um, or if it's just like a common thing, but I'm, I'm definitely happy to be in this place now. So I think I'm really going to stay on theme, um, especially about invest the investment and um, that I wish I learned more about relationships um, because yeah, you I, my mom and dad were together, but I didn't see their love as much as I wanted to. And yeah, they'll, they'll be at events together and stuff like that. But like you learn what relationship should be be from your parents and from other things around you. And not saying that my parents wasn't a good role model, but I feel like a lot of black families, the emotional investment and the physical investment as far as like hugging and saying, I love you when you walk out the door and just making sure that family unit stays tight. That's something that was not always there. And I think it's there more now that we're all adults and we all, um, my brothers and sisters are all adults. So we know what we want in our lives, but I wish that uh, my parents took the time to teach me more about relationships and who to trust and not to trust. Because it's very easy to dive into a really bad relationship, mm -hmm. personally, professionally, friendship, and get yourself stuck in a place that you didn't want to be and not knowing how to get yourself out. So I just wish um, I knew as a woman how to, per, I guess, investing in myself and also knowing how to protect myself. Because um, as women, you know, we're, we could put ourselves in very vulnerable states just because we want to be liked. And um, if I, I felt that if I knew that earlier that I wouldn't have been in certain situations I was, especially in college, because like that's the first time you're like free and you get to go out and do things. And there are certain parties I'm just like, I should not be here. <laughs> or certain friends, like I should not be hanging out with, you know, this type of friend. So I just wish more of that was talked about. Because even though I feel like you see it, if you're not physically in the relationship, you don't know why it's good and why it's bad. And even with like your, your dad dropping like nuggets like that, you're not going to know why he said that until you put yourself in that situation. And then you're like, why didn't you just tell me? <laughs> we could have just talked this out. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, there's always little nuggets they drop or little sayings our families say. You really don't know what they mean until you're like, oh, this is what you meant. <laughs> so like my mom used, my grandmother's always said, um, love is an action word. I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like love is an action word. Now that, you know, I'm married and my friendships, like, yeah, you have to work towards your friendships. You have to actually, you know, do something and put an action involved to make sure that relationship grows to love. So if you, t I call her and I haven't talked to her for a while, seen her in a while, like she won't say, I love you back if I haven't seen her because <laughs> Because love is an action word. And that's what she says to me. <laughs> she said, love is an action word. Bye. <laughs> so, Come see me. <laughs> basically, that's what she said. <laughs> so. Is there like any um, moment that you guys um, can like 
you close your eyes and think about like right now, one thing or one moment in time that you just wish you would have like went left instead of right. <laughs> There's a lot to choose from, right? I'm For like, me, uh, at least it is. My whole college <laughs> experience, no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I would say that too. Like it's I was sheltered as a child, but once I went to college and didn't have to like call my mom and say like, oh, I'm gonna be out late. <laughs> Like, oh. <laughs> I definitely like hung out with someone and, and I was just like, I don't think this is a good situation. Like nothing happened, thank God. But like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, very bad. Yeah. College, like you kind of put your, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely understand why, like, I will definitely be teaching my daughter all the ins and outs because <laughs> <laughs> necessary yes very necessary I think for me one of the moments that I would have um went left instead of right or right instead of left whichever one's the best way to go I guess um would have been um uh just like a time when I didn't see a reason to fight for what I believed in um and for me that um is something that has been recurring and I think um within the last few months I finally found like that uh, voice inside of me that says, okay, now how many times are you going to like take an injustice before you decide that enough is enough and you're gonna like stand up for what, you're, what you believe in? Um, and I always used to say things like, um, you know, I'm not sure what role I would have had um, back when we were in the civil rights movements and things like that. You know, they always need somebody to come home and patch up the the um you know sores and uh you know cook food for them and things like that and I think that's what I would have been because I've always been scared to like fight for what I think is right or fight for what I think is fair but um I think having a child really like changed that for me because I don't ever want her to grow up and and see that like I'm creating this I'm making her teaching her to be this strong independent voice and things happen to me or things aren't fair or just, and I am not using my strong independent voice. And I don't want to be the type of mom that's just do as I say and not as I do. I want you to see how you're supposed to do it. I want you to see a good professional example of speaking up when, you know, you're not being treated right or when you're not getting paid right or when you deserve more, deserve better, whether it's in a relationship or friendship or at a job, when you know that you, you know, qualify, you meet the expectations, whether it's in school or, you know, a a better program and you're fighting for a spot, you know, you deserve what you came for. You know, you worked hard for it and there's no reason why you shouldn't, why you should feel that you have to quiet that fire inside of you. Um, just to satisfy someone else and um, I just wish that I had uh, did that a lot of times in my life actually (laughs) yeah I think for me I I I I mean I joke about college college was jacked up I was in Virginia at a black um, all black university wilding but I think all of that (laughs) got me to I heard you say cooking, Alisa. I don't know about cooking in the civil rights for you, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting the ice cubes, sis. Okay, good. I was like cooking. I don't know, but um, I'm patching up, patching up some injuries. That's all. Yeah, you. <laughs> love you. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, for me, I think 
everything in my path has like happened for a reason. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't change anything because like every experience I've had, crazy or not, <laughs> has like shaped me to get to this point. Like every tear, every grief moment, every heartbreak, every embarrassing moment, you know, just every single thing as much as it hurts, I think like it just shapes us to who we are. Like without that, we wouldn't be able to tell stories. We wouldn't have this wisdom that we have, you know, right now. We won't be able to tell our kids like, <laughs> don't do that, you know. Your mother was crazy. Your mother did this, you know, whatever. Sure. It's like, and I think some, I forgot which one was saying it. One of you, one of you. Um, but yeah, just having those real moments, um, you know, with your children. Like, I know people think I'm crazy, but like, if my kids want a sip of wine at 16, like, I don't see anything wrong with that because I'm like, okay, you want to? I'm gonna let you drink this wine, you know, whatever. Just for example, um, or coffee, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> not they're not gonna get twisted with me. I don't even drink like that, but. Just saying, you know, um, it's like kids have to learn, like I think somebody was saying it, from, you know, experience um, a lot of times. And, you know, if, 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 you send it, if you're sending your child to college and they've never, they, they've been on lockdown the whole time, they're going to wild out. If you've been a strict religious parent their whole life, they're going to wild out. So it's like, you better expose them a little bit to something, to real, you know, real talk. Um, and I feel like that's something my mother didn't really do. Like, it's like, have real talk with me about like, okay, you know, as a woman, I went through this and then this led to that, like explicit. I want to know all the details, right? The raw stuff. I know we look at parents like, you know, up here, but it's like, they're just people. <laughs> they're just people and they're just learning. Um, so I think like Earth was saying, like in our communities, a lot of times it's like a secret society. Like, you know, you want to keep kids in a place and you don't want to overshare. And it's like, that actually just damages you. So anyway, just to wrap it up, everything I've been through was for a reason and it literally got me here today. So no, no, no regrets. I'd be afraid to change anything, but I do wish I knew that there are some doctoral programs that are free <laughs> where you don't have to take on a ton of, you know, student loan debt. If I had known that I would have, you know, sought those programs out specifically. Wow. Um, and the only other thing that I that I wish I would have been aware of, not that I would change anything, is that, um, you know, I, I was told um, in my graduate program when I when I got in trouble, you know, I got in some trouble because I had an advisor who was who was racist and who was verbally abusive towards me. And I needed to get away from that person. And I'll tell you all that story another time. But when stuff hit the fan and I was in trouble and this woman was threatening to take away my research, you know, which I needed for graduation. I started seeking out faculty who were women of color. And when I reached out, you know, it was funny. They said, oh, we were waiting for you to call. <laughs> it's about time. You know, we saw you on orientation day and you didn't reach out. And then they schooled me. They said, when we were your age and we went to college, we were taught when you get on that campus, you find the faculty of color and you have a relationship with them. You, you know, work with them, do your research with them. Like you just, you make that relationship because you're going to need that support at some point. Um, and and it's, they were just taught that's the right thing to do. And here I am walking and think, oh, I can work, you know, with anyone and, you know, not be fearful. And, you know, it just, it didn't work out for me, but they did swoop in and support me and protect me and, you know, help me with my research and everything. But so I wish I would have known that because I wasn't taught, you know, find the faculty who are folks of color so they can teach you how to navigate this system where you're, you know, one of very few. And so you know how to navigate it and just how to, you know, manage the politics and stuff. So that is something I wish I would have known coming in, you know, I was naive. <laughs> <laughs>
good tip. <laughs> I don't have anything to add. <laughs> you guys have said it all, you know, it's learning life. Learning life lessons is the most important thing right now for any child, woman, man to do because this world is changing very quickly. And if we don't learn the lessons from our past, we're not going to grow into the future. So I think it's time for a little mommy moment. Yes, yes. So um, for this week's mommy moment, we want to encourage you all to um, take time to learn something new. Kind of explore what your interests are. If there are new topics, new things going on that you really want to learn more about, lean into that topic, find some information on it. It could be stocks, it could be politics, it could be anything you have an interest in. Um, take some time to really invest in that so that you expand your knowledge in that area. Sounds like a good activity. We thank you guys for uh, joining us again, Sister Moms. Um, be sure to make uh, take care of yourself and make sure you tune in for our next chat. We look forward to seeing you guys. Bye. Bye.